Hello, I'm Rev. Shannon Moore, and you're listening to the Simple Worship Podcast, recorded each week at University Christian Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Every Sunday at 9.30 a.m., we gather in the Chapel of the Good Shepherd to sing, take communion, and worship. If you'd like to join us, in person or virtually, please visit our website, universitychristian.org, for more details. So today we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 17, the first nine verses of that chapter, just to kind of catch us up to where we are in the scripture. Remember, we've talked about Jesus preaching the Sermon on the Mount. One of the things that he really laid out for us that we've been focusing on for a few weeks is this idea of light. That Jesus said, you are the light of the world, that this nobody lights a lamp and then covers it up with a bushel basket or covers it up at all that it's put on the lampstand so that everybody in the house can see the light light that is not lit light that cannot be seen doesn't do anybody any good so he said let your light shine so that people can see it and then give glory to god not to us but give the glory to god so how do we do that throughout the rest of the sermon on the mount Jesus lays out ways for us to be the light in the world. He tells us to love our enemies and to pray for them, to be humble and to be generous, to be aware of what it is you're taking in, things you look at, things you perceive. Be careful about that, Jesus says, because it affects the whole rest of your body. He says to pray. Don't be judgmental towards other people. To be faithful to God, and then he tells us the one I need to work on every day. Don't worry so much. Trust in God. Be faithful and don't worry. So Jesus is following, grows. Um, He's got these disciples. He's teaching with stories that use everyday examples that people are really interested in. And in the process, he ticks off the religious leaders who find him a threat and start devising ways to get rid of him. So as all of this is coming together, he gathers his disciples. He has 12 of them at this point. Um, who are sort of the ones who are with him all the time. There are lots of followers of Jesus, but these 12 are sort of with him all the time. And he sits them down for some real talk. He just says, who are people saying that I am? What's the word on the street? One of them says, well, they think you're Elijah or another prophet. So we'll do a little sidebar on Elijah here. Elijah was an old school prophet um, he had called fire down from heaven uh, to prove God's power against um, an idol named Baal. He had talked with God on a mountain, and it was believed that Elijah would return just before the Messiah arrived or at the end of the age. So Jesus is saying, who do people say that I am? They're saying that you're Elijah. He said, well, who do you think that I am? And Peter like that little smarty in class who's always got to do the right answer, you know, waved his hand. Uh, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Ding, 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 ding. That was the correct answer, Peter. Good job. (laughs) But then Jesus started telling them what was going to happen after this, that he would suffer at the hands of the religious leaders and that he would be killed, but that on the third day he would rise again. Peter did not care for this and literally shushed Jesus, rebuked Jesus. And Jesus clapped back and called him Satan. Satan, you don't know what you're talking about. You're thinking about human things. I'm talking about God things. And then he tells them, look, to follow me is not easy. You have to learn how to sacrifice 
yourself. Self-sacrifice is the way to find yourself. Don't run from that. Embrace that. So that's where we are as we're reading today's scripture. Matthew, again, Matthew 17, verses 1 through 9. Hear these words. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them high up a mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah, talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud, a voice said, This is my Son, the Beloved. With Him I am well pleased. Listen to Him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one but Jesus alone. So Jesus takes Peter and James and John up on this mountain. In the Bible, important stuff happens on mountains. Um, Noah's ark landed on Mount Ararat. God tested Abraham's faith on a mountain. On Mount Sinai, God gave Moses the Ten Commandments. And as I mentioned earlier, Elijah and God had a conversation on a mountain as well. So. I imagine that Peter and James and John had some feelings about why Jesus was taking them up on a mountain. Maybe they were nervous, a little excited, apprehensive, certainly curious. What is Jesus up to now? And then without any setup or preparation, it says he was transfigured. His face shone like the sun. His clothes became dazzling white. Transfigured is one of those words we mainly just use in church. It just means transformed. He was transformed before their very eyes. Light as bright as the sun poured from his face. His clothes were blinding white. And as if that weren't enough, the text then rather casually says, and suddenly there was Moses and Elijah talking with him. What? This is crazy stuff. And for these Jewish guys, that would not to be believed. These are like the patriarchs of, some of the patriarchs of the faith. Moses, the one that God called to lead the people out of captivity in Israel, the one who was delivered the Ten Commandments, who gave the Ten Commandments directly from God to the people, who when he died was buried by God's own hand. And Elijah, who passed through doubts and persevered through fears to follow this call to God that he didn't really know how to answer, who represented the prophets of old and the coming of a new age, and who didn't die but was carried away to heaven in a fiery chariot pulled by horses. You can't make it up. These are big names. Of course, Peter, always anxious to please, starts waving his hand and jumping up and down. I added that part and says, Jesus, this is awesome. Let's, I'm going to put up a tent, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. We're just going to stay here. And I've heard a lot of sermons over the years criticizing Peter for wanting to do this, for trying to hold on to, to capture this moment. I'd have done the same thing, though. 
maybe you would have too. Why wouldn't we want to do that? But before he could even finish getting the words out of his mouth, God's voice spoke from this bright cloud. This is my son, the beloved with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Listen to him. And the disciples justifiably fell to the ground in fear at hearing God's voice. And then it was over. Jesus came to them. He touched them with his compassionate healing hand. And he encouraged them not to be afraid. And they looked up to see Jesus. Regular old Jesus. No shining face, no dazzling clothes, just Jesus. Moses and Elijah were gone. What are we supposed to do with this story? I just keep coming back to those words that Jesus gave us on the Sermon on the Mount, that we are the light of the world. You are the light of the world, Jesus said. That divine God light lives inside of us. It is given to us. It's not something that we earn or something that we have to work for. It's a gift. It's ours. The very kingdom of God within you, within me, within us. We are the light of the world. And in that moment on the mountain... Jesus revealed that light, that same light that's within us, to these disciples. And for a moment, Jesus' true essence was revealed. What was there all the time for an instant was unveiled. And he gave them just a glimpse of God's vision for humanity, the wisdom of the past joined with the present in bright light and hope for the future. God's voice speaking, a glance at a glory so powerful that humans can't withstand it, but also a promise that one day we will be able to stand it. And when the moment was over, that glimpse was over, the world looked normal. Jesus looked like he always had, but those disciples were different. They were changed they were transformed by that experience as we all are transformed when we encounter Jesus. So why Peter and James and John? Why didn't the other ten disciples get to go or the other followers of Jesus? And the answer is, I don't know. But maybe it's because each of us are unique and precious in God's eyes and we connect with God in different ways. Maybe the other followers of Jesus saw him transfigured and dazzling at different times when he was feeding 5,000 people with a few fishes and a few loaves of bread or when he reached out and touched somebody that the world said was untouchable or when he told a story about a dad welcoming home his troubled kid with open arms. Maybe that's when different people saw Jesus shining like the sun and transfigured before their very eyes. And in that moment, maybe they encountered God's voice too. Not booming from a cloud, but a still, small voice deep inside their heart saying, This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Follow him. And they were changed. I think one of the questions that's important for us to ask ourselves as people of faith is what breaks your heart? Because I think asking ourselves that question is a good indication of where God wants us to be light in the world.
So let's follow Jesus where He leads. Let's listen to Him. Read Scripture stories about Him. Pray for your own path to be revealed. Let Jesus touch your heart and encourage you not to be afraid. And when that God light inside of you starts to glow, let it shine. Thank you for listening to the Simple Worship Podcast. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to reach out to us at universitychristian.org. If you like this sermon, please share it with others. Thanks again, and have a blessed week.